Welcome back to the Rhubarb and Custard podcast. I'm Jojo Smith, aka Rhubarb. And I'm Rosie Wood, aka Custard. This podcast is all about business, branding, confidence and wonky crowns. It's a safe, unapologetic space for business owners and wannabe business owners. If you want to take part in the conversation and help us figure out whether rhubarb is in fact a fruit or a vegetable, you can find us on Instagram at underscore rhubarb and custard. Either way, we're good for you. Welcome back to the Rhubarb and Custard podcast. Um, Before we get started on this week's episode, wherever you are listening to us, whether you're on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you are, if you could remember to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review if you've got two minutes, uh, that would be absolutely incredible because it all helps us get our podcast out to more and more listeners. Um, And we love to hear what you think about the show as well. Um, So this week is just me and Joe, uh, and we're going to be talking about personal brands this week, which is really exciting. Um, But first, Joe, how has your week been? Do you know what? I want to say that I remember every single element of it. Hello, uh, rhubarb and custarders, by the way. It's very lovely to be back. Rosie, whenever you say it's just me and Joe, it's like they're not getting... (laughs) they absolutely are this is intentional we have a week in between with our guests because we like to have a bit of us time don't we we like to so I want to say I remember the whole week but for some reason there's some brain fog going on in Sassville at the moment I'm really thinking that this is my time I'm feeling like the end pause is coming (laughs) and I'm thinking is that what's giving me all this brain fog last week was still the tail end of my birthday week so I was still getting presents like right up until Thursday which was lovely (laughs) Um, lasted it out I had some I don't know if I'd had these I'd had some balloons last week and I didn't know who they were off I think so because I remember you telling me about them like face to face and this is the only time we catch up so you must have done yeah so um so I'm still getting some lovely presents um at the weekend oh yes I remember now look it's all coming it's all coming back to me now I could break out into song um I had a quiet weekend because it had been so busy beforehand but I say I had a quiet weekend I had a quiet weekend on the sofa with Tony Robbins with um Bikram Chowdhury. Are these meaning these names meaning anything to you? Well the first one did, Tony Robbins. Yeah. Um and also what was the other one? I watched a load of docu-series, but they were like learning ones. I didn't really have the capacity to want to sit and listen to any podcasts. I wasn't there for reading a book this weekend. So I thought, right, how else am I going to have my joy? How else am I going to top my learning up? And I watched some documentaries and I've got to say, they were absolutely fantastic. So I really felt um, like I'd learned something over the weekend. Bikram Chowdhury, he was the guy that was the uh, yoga guru. Um, Not a great thing. So, but obviously I'm only watching, it's not, I'm only watching on the TV, so you can't believe everything you see. I'm not that yeah. stupid. But, yeah, did a lot of learning over the weekend. Tony Robbins, oh, my goodness. Have you watched his um, his I Am Not Your Guru? That was it. That was what I watched. Is that still on Netflix? Yeah, that was oh, what I watched. So good, that. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And also, I mean, this guy is obviously phenomenal, right? But he cuts through the bullshit quick, doesn't he? Tony <laughs> Robbins? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, and he talks in there about how he uses swearing to like wake people up in the audience and get their attention because like it's a it's a what does he use like it's a disruptor, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's why he swears so much. <laughs> like, I was just like, obviously, I know of Tony Robbins, but I haven't watched or read or done anything. Um, and I just thought, you know what, I am going to watch this and. I just I thought it was I thought it was fantastic obviously it's right on my street it's motivational it's inspirational it's you know there's a lot of whoop and everything else the energy's there um but it was the transformation it was the making of the like the difference it makes to people's lives but at some points I'm not gonna lie I was under my t-shirt and behind the cushion because he's like (laughs) there's a couple of elements he made this one woman Ring a partner in Oh, yeah, don't even. <laughs> I think I've watched it like two or three times now, and every time I'm just like, oh my God, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, there was just, and the one, there's another one. I don't want to be a spoiler for anybody because I would highly recommend you go and watch it. And you will watch it a little bit like, because let's face it, anybody that does motivation or inspiration, you have to be very careful that you're not in a cult. Don't you, do you know what I mean? People would people would argue that I have been in the last two years of my life because I've come all over, you know, self-improvement, self-development, that I would be in a cult. I mean, I've got to say, when I showed the pictures of the sassy nugget dip and we're all in our hooded pink towels, I was like, if ever there was a moment that you were questioning, was I in a cult? This would be it <laughs> with those pictures. But when you watch it you are like oh okay let's let's see this but you have to take out what's relevant for you Mm. you have to you know watch it with some um you know let's face it Americans go bigger and go harder yeah anyway but yeah it's a very um, Americanized documentary isn't it yeah and but it was and I don't mean that detrimental because actually I love that I'm like you know go hard or go home and it was very much that. Um, but that one bit as well, where it's the mother and the daughter. And he grabs, he puts his hand on the mother's head and just... <laughs> 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 I can't do that to me. <laughs> but if you are stuck in a rut of watching some of, and this is me, judgmental, um, towards the towards the programs, not towards our listeners. But if you are the person that watches like Emmerdale or EastEnders every week, right? That's you, isn't it, Rosie? Is it you? Uh, <laughs> right? No, it's not. It's funny because I used to watch Hollyoaks, and then when I started my first business, I stopped because it drained. Like I noticed how much it drained my energy, and it it like because you know they they used to do. I don't know if you ever watched it, and I think Emmerdale do it as well. And Coronation Street, like they do their live episodes and they do their like big seasonal episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just the anxiety and the stress that came from watching that. I mean, obviously that's the desired effect. Like it's supposed to be entertainment. It's supposed to be edge of your seat. And I was just like, I can't cope with this. This is. <laughs> it's just well, it's all a bit. It's all a bit blue isn't it it's all a bit down and and yes we have these real life things going on but you know what it used to drain me and I was like I'm not doing it anymore there's a couple of series that I tend to watch but if you are one of those I would say just switch it out go and watch like this Tony Robbins thing and it could just change your life (laughs) it could change your perception but Mm. so yeah so that's what I totally OD'd on over the weekend and loved every single second of it 
was brilliant. Mm. So yeah, that was my week. That was my catch up. What about you? Um, well, we're obviously half term this week, but half term's only really started for us today because the biggest one has been at her dad. So it's just been a kind of a normal working week, really. Uh, but I've launched something that I'm really excited about. Um, so there's a lot of people on my feed in my space that have kind of followed me in my personal journey with design from where I started to where I am now. And what you might not realise is I didn't always run my business like under my own name. So when I first started, and this actually leads us in quite nicely to talking about personal brand. So when I first started my business, I started intentionally hidden, right? Because I still had my previous business and I hadn't made a commitment to what I was doing. It was just like, I'd like to do this. I'm going to dabble in it. And so I made a decision to do it, but to intentionally hide behind it. So I launched under uh, a brand name, launched under M Design Co. The M was for Millie. Uh, and it went really well. And six, eight months later, something like that, I made a decision to rebrand into my own name. Um, and it's part of why I'm really passionate about personal brands, because to me, a personal, like you can't hide when there's a when you've got a personal brand, when it's in your own name, you cannot hide. And to me, it's it's literally you slapping your name on your business going that's mine that's my baby that's my responsibility that is me that's who I am and my vision and it's about you it's about you as the woman behind the business it's about you stepping into your power with confidence and saying I'm here um I'm absolutely badass at what I do and I'm going to share it with you um and that's really powerful but that journey from where I started because I was I'm a self-taught designer beyond uh, doing graphic design at like GCSE and A-level, A but that was a long time ago. Like graphic design industry has changed hugely yeah. Yeah. since then. Um, so when I came into the design industry, like I didn't really have, I didn't have any experience, didn't have any kind of confidence and it was really testing the water. So I came in at low prices um, and I actually found a flyer or a photograph of a flyer the other day that I'd created um, and it was like prices from £39 for a logo. And now, like... Oh, boy, you're in for your printer for that now, Rosie. Exactly. <laughs> and now, those, those so those two-figure prices, they went to three-figure prices, which I think is where they were when we met Joe. And then they went to four-figure prices. And now, like, there's packages on my site and quotes going out of five-figure prices. And there's people on my, like in my space that have followed me on that journey. And I know there are people that want to come into the design industry, but like need to be able to skip that bit in between because you cannot live off 39 pound logos. Like you just cannot. And that's not even the cheapest that I've seen them. Um, and the thing is, it's like, it's completely a lose-lose scenario because you're not making any money you're working yourself absolutely into the ground, like your hourly rate for working at that price. I would argue as well, I would argue as well, the quality of the work is not not absolutely where it needs to be for... Exactly, like you could be the best designer in the world, but if you haven't got time to do it, which you don't when you're charging that price, the quality of the work is going to be low. And you're not doing your clients any favours because when you're just buying a logo, that makes no difference to your business whatsoever. So it's massively lose lose um so I've launched something this week to support those people either coming into the industry or working at that price or um people that 
are working as like social media managers or virtual assistants who are supporting their clients with branding but want to do more of it to actually learn brand design and that process um and I'm really really excited about it and it's gone like it's something it's not my usual audience at all so I've just done like a really soft launch and put some posts out you know why you're Um, so excited about it you're so excited about it and this comes down to this comes down to your why right 99.9 percent of people's why and where their passion and joy comes from is helping their former self yeah and and that's basically doing that is exactly what you're doing go from 39 to five figures yeah yeah I'm really sorry my stomach keeps rumbling and if anybody can hear it on this podcast I'm going to apologize I need a bacon butty somebody send me one <laughs> Friday there'll be a ton of bacon butties <laughs> where have these come from but and that that's that's what that is and like when you're as you're talking about that I'm sitting here like my, my smile's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger because I see the passion and the joy in it. And it's it is, it's helping your former self. Mm. And that's such a massive part of your brand mm. because that comes as part of your mission and your yeah. vision of what you want to do. And if you're not hitting those things, and if you're not having that joy and that passion, mm. and we talk about this a lot, when the shit gets hard, you're not gonna be it's not gonna be sustainable because you've not got that gut passion mm. for it anybody that comes along in that circumstance now Rosie you're so gonna see all those elements of what you had what you did mm. the problems the pain points um the joys the highs the lows mm. everything and you've traveled that journey that's true mentorship mm. yeah it's really I'm really excited about it and like like I said I've just done it like a soft launch because it's not where most of my audience are there's only a few people and I've done it at like a, a beta price because I just like want the opportunity to test the content and how it flows and things. But big picture wise, I definitely feel like it's somewhere for like me as my personal brand, not my design business brand, but my personal brand to lean into. Because I just think that like the design industry is just it's completely unregulated. Like anybody can access yeah. Adobe, Canva, whatever. There yeah. is no standard. Um, she just and I think swear word. She just said Canva. <laughs> said the C word. <laughs> the C word. <laughs> we'll, ex- we'll kind of like explain that. Canva is a really good tool. I have to say, Canva changed my life. Right. So, but when you are a designer, and we're talking designer, as in you know your shizzle, right? You are a graphic designer to start with. If you know and you've got that expertise. Canva is not your best friend, is it, Rosie? But we're not going to diss it. <laughs> no, no, it has a place. It has a place and it has it has a client and it has a space in the industry. Um, but yeah, I mean, the design industry in general, like I said, it's not regulated. There is no standard. And as much as um, you'll get designers that, uh, that feel like those charging lower prices pull the industry down. And I'm like, well, no, because it's your responsibility to justify why you charge higher. And like, that's your branding and your marketing. And that's two different types yeah. of clients. But yeah. so from that perspective, like it, like I don't care that there's people charging £29 from that perspective, but I do care because you can't make a living off that price. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly that. Exactly. But you're not, we both know, we have a real bugbear about the whole 
I just want to logo. Mm. Right. That that sentence in its own right riles me and Rosie mm. because first and foremost, your logo is not the most important part. It's just the pretty element, right? Secondly, your logo will not say who you are. It says something about who you are, but it's not the brand behind it. So if it takes you a, a small amount of time to design and develop a logo, that's all well and good. But the brand foundation behind that is what is the brand. Yeah. That's the personality. So for anybody that's listening that has a new business and thinks you've just got to have a logo, please, please, please take the time to. And if if it's not money that you've got, invest the time to go and research what a brand <laughs> is and then take your logo on from that yeah <laughs> so I feel like we almost needed like a PG guidance thing there for that <laughs> logos are not just <laughs> <laughs> but we don't endorse just a pretty logo <laughs> do we we no. endorse something far deeper and that's why today we wanted to talk about personal branding personal brands Rosie in a short sentence give us a definition of the difference between a brand and a personal brand in a short sentence. In a short <laughs> sentence. Um, okay, so your brand. Inter- okay, so we've got a brand like a business brand. So let's say like Coca-Cola. Um, and then we've got a personal brand, which is you under your name. So let's say, I don't know, Stephen Bartlett. I know I know that he's a, he's a good example for you, Jay. So we have big... Um, the thing is... The thing is more and more and more like more and more and more people are craving personal connection like we buy from people that we like we buy from people that we trust we buy from people with influence and I think social media in particular has really just kind of escalated that because it's a it's given us the platforms on which to build those levels of influence like if we think about mrs hinch every time she talks about anything whether she sells it or not every time she talks about anything on her feed it go it sells out wherever it is whether she's being paid for it or not it sells out because she has those followers because she has influence because she has the trust of her audience and that is her personal brand and your brand is basically a expectation or assumption of you or the quality of what it is that you provide or do or offer uh, based on what you have shown the world. So you you have an expectation when you buy a handbag from Louis Vuitton, you have an expectation of what that bag will be based on the brand that they have built. When you buy a can of Coke, you have an expectation of what you will get for your money based on the brand that you know. When you go to a Stephen Bartlett event, you have an expectation of how that event will run based on what you know about him. And that really is that that's the basis of brand. Um, it's your reputation. But the difference in personal brand is because it allows you to move that reputation about as you move about so we have a reputation of coca-cola for example that's very static like the people involved in creating that reputation for coca-cola we don't know who they are right so they can't walk away from that and create a different business over here and go you can expect the same thing because we don't know who they personally are as people 
We do know that there'll be like sub brands underneath Coca-Cola where they own other things that we can probably expect the same thing from. Um, it's a bit like, you know, when you go to see a movie and it's like by the same people that made blah, 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 blah. Uh, you like it kind of sets the tone that if you liked one you'll probably like this one because it's the same kind of thing and that really is when it comes to personal branding like it's really harnessing that reputation to be able to dip your hand in different things so using Stephen Bartlett as an example he is the CEO of Social Chain so this is quite a good comparison actually so Social Chain is a brand in itself it's a company in itself I don't follow it, but I'm sure it has a reputation. I'm sure it has clients that trust it very much as a brand. I'm sure it has um, a very uh, sort of engaged audience for what they do. Stephen Bartlett could have just continued as CEO of Social Chain and had that success over there, but nobody would have known who he was. So while this business would have been successful, he if he hadn't decided to intentionally step out and go I'm Stephen Bartlett I'm the bloke that did all of this he wouldn't have book deals he wouldn't be on Dragon's Den he wouldn't be up for a national television award he wouldn't have a tour he wouldn't have his podcast he wouldn't have any of these income streams I'm waving my hands around you can't see me he wouldn't have any of these other income streams because we wouldn't know who he is you know and that's the difference so whether you have was that a short sentence no <laughs> no not even vaguely it was a monologue, what it was. It was a monologue. <laughs> but um where was I going but even because the thing is regardless of what your business does like if you've got a set like a product-based business or um like an agency-based business regardless of what that does you are the business brains behind it you are the person that built it. So if you sell, if you've got a wax melt business, for example, you might make really incredible wax melts and you might have a really gorgeous, like a luxury brand and you might do like perfume based scents uh, in beautiful packaging and stuff like you might have a really gorgeous wax melt brand and that's great. But you are not wax melts. You are the business brains behind that. So if you step out from that role, as person who built this business, you've got so many transferable skills that people will want to learn from you because any experience that you've had while you've built that business is relevant to other people. So like if you've built that business while balancing children, if you've built that business with a chronic illness, if you've built that business on no money, you know, if you've built that business through a pandemic, these are all things that are massively relevant to your journey and who you are and everything that it's taught you along the way. These are all your personal brand. And I like to think like your business This this is the sentence, right? Your business brand is who you are when you're at work. Your personal brand is the woman you are while you're building the business brand. It's all of the things. Um, I, for me, it comes down to characteristics and personality and perception as well, and quality and value in the sense of what you see is what you get. So, 
I had a bit of a situation, not a situation, that sounds like, you know, there was police involved and helicopter, <laughs> but no, that's not the case. Um, last week, there was, even you, comment, even you, you commented on it. Somebody asked for somebody that likes pink and wears it and embraces it. Everybody, the amount of tags I had in that thing, in that um, request was unbelievable. My phone went off the scale because it was like Jojo Smith, Jojo Smith, Jojo Smith, Jojo Smith. Right. I think they actually were looking for somebody slightly younger. (laughs) Should have said Jojo Smith, she's 48. Anyway, right. That is because people know, like, and trust the fact that I'm going to rock up that. And they had confidence to put me forward for that because they were like, this woman will not disappoint because that's how, I show up and it's out there and you know my personal brand me which I don't actually have an official personal brand but it's creative sass Jojo Smith creative sass so so what's the difference then between to in your head what's the difference between creative sass and Jojo Smith creative sass for me is an umbrella of lots of things that will go on underneath, if you like. Like you said, sub-brands. Mm. Like. But I sit I sit on the top of that umbrella. The umbrella looks like a tutu in my head. Anyway, <laughs> I sit on top of that. Um, but it's it's me being brave enough as well to step out from, from that and say, this is me creating it. And mm. if I was to go on to anything else, people are like, oh, Jojo Smith from Creative Staffs. It's a bit like the Queen Bee Danny with the IATQ Beehive. Mm. Do, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, it's it's have it's having that, but it's how can I say it? How can I say it? To me, right now, because like I can see you sat in pink in your pink office wearing pink glasses with pink nails, like surrounded by pink things. To me, right now, you are Jojo Smith at Creative Sass. Like you are Jojo Smith at work. You are right now, you are Creative Sass. The moment you walk out that door, you are Jojo Smith. So, and all of, all of, all of the things that go into Jojo Smith's day. So you've been at work at Creative Sass, delivering things through Creative Sass. That's a part of your day. And you'll go out and do whatever comes next. And people know that there's an there's an overlap between the two things. There's a fairly major massive, overlap between the massive. two things. Yeah. And what you bring to your business, you bring to your entire life like if I asked you to organize me a birthday party for example I know that it would be the most over-the-top flamboyant pink glittery <laughs> it wasn't because it'd be, it'd be to suit you <laughs> not to suit me if I had to give myself a birthday party that's what it would be like but yeah. you know it would be heart-led you at the core of it mm. special for you the experience would be all about feeling do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's the characteristics that I would bring to that at that point, and that's where that's where the overlap is because in my life, mm. I am who I am in my business, mm. and I think when people, I think we've we've started doing a couple of brands with the addition of a personal brand, and I think that's because showing up as you. In this day and age, like you said, that connection factor 
you can't just be connected to a red can of coke you want to know how coke started yeah but even now like more and more companies are using people to endorse oh, yeah. their brands but, and that's why Stephen Bartlett stepped out in that in that sense because they need to know that he was responsible for social chain otherwise you're invisible yeah it. that's the and, thing and and that's where <laughs> that's where <sighs> I wrote down whenever we speak and we're having conversations because I've got this brain fog going on at the moment. I have to write little notes for myself so I forget what I wanted to say. And I'd wrote down brave, right? To have a personal brand is you really stepping out saying, I'm behind this. I back this. Yeah. 100%. There's no exit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't want to hide behind it. There's more and more personal brands evolving. Like, I mean, I know you said that at the very beginning. But that is because of the connection factor. Mm. It's not like now you go into your local hardware store that was there for donkey's years and you knew it as Hewitt's, let's just say. And you went in and you got to know the man behind the counter. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because we don't have that interaction now. There's not that time. It's And Deep spoke about this, didn't she, about connective sales? Yeah. And that's what it's. That's that's what it is about. So it's so important. We work with a lot of different brands where there is a company name, but also we really encourage now. You can be, I think how it's coming along as well. And I suppose the conversation when I just said the Queen Bee Dammy, the business development and branding fairy godmother, Jules Kelly, your yeah. human compass, Nikki Kinsella, description, Nikki Kinsella, the feg. It's a description of what you do. Mm. isn't it along with your name yeah I think the majority of the brands that we work with even when they're under a business name are like rebel leaders for example even when they're under a business name they are very much personal brands and uh like Rachel for example like you went on a brand shoot it was all about her there was no there was no team pictures there was no stock style photography they were pictures of her because she is the front and the face of the business, even though it's under a business name, it doesn't matter. Um, and I think like with your with your business, Joe, like you don't have two social media accounts. You don't have a creative SaaS and a Jojo Smith account. It's all in one space. But that doesn't mean that you can't differentiate and still build a personal brand under a business name. It's weird you say that because actually I've got a creative SaaS business page, right? My Instagram is Creative Sass, but my Facebook, where I'm more prominent, is Jojo Smith. Your personal so, Facebook? Yeah, my personal Facebook. Mm. But I've got the Happy Sass, which is obviously a drop down of um, Creative Sass mm. kind of thing. But it's I I just prefer to show up as me in that sense. But I am very, 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 don't make any um, qualms about the fact I'm so proud of creative SaaS. Mm. That, and do you know what? I think there's an element there as well, because I still deal with corporate, that it's when I'm stepping out to corporate, almost that business name, that's who people deal with. Although I'm, I deal with quite a big corporate company and they will say, Jojo Smith of Creative Sass. Hmm. Yeah, I think it. I think it does. Um, it does kind of 
depend where your client sits doesn't it and it depends what works for you as well yeah um but I think regardless of what you do and it's something that I see so often with uh like beauty brands in particular like they'll have a business name but you are absolutely a, a personal brand like if you're if you have a space in a salon like if you're like a lash tech or a nail tech or anything like that or a hairdresser and you have a space in a salon you are absolutely a personal brand but it's one thing that comes up for me time and time again because I have a lot of clients in the beauty industry and so I'll get messages from Instagram accounts that are, are like have have a name uh, a business name but in their bio like there's no name for me to respond to so they'll be like hi Rosie can you help me with this and I go back and I'm like hi and I have to go back and check their account and I'm like I don't know your name like do you know what I mean like it's the fundamental basics like my granddad used to call everybody John go with that (laughs) and then you scroll through their feed and it's all like lashes nails whatever like client 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 that's great but there's absolutely no connection to the person and the question that was going through my head then was is it about like scalability because like if you look at um and then I was like no it's not there's not an argument there because and but I was I was just thinking I always whenever we do these shows I try to come from the listeners point of view what would what would the question be next about that and I was thinking is it scalability no because look at John Frieda look at Charlotte Tilbury look at Lisa Johnson yeah no I was thinking like brand yeah but yeah like I'm on that if you wanted a product do yeah, you know what I mean? I've actually literally got a post written about this already about personal brands. Like, if you think of like Versace, yeah. you know, Louis Vuitton, like yeah. Laura Ashley, yeah. John Lewis, like they they all built on the reputation of a person. Some of them yeah, older than others. Like, um, my head at the moment is I want to see a picture of John Lewis. I've never thought about the actual man, John Lewis. Sainsbury's. Like Mr. Yes. Sainsbury's. Do you know what I mean? Probably Mr. Morrison's. Yeah. Like, <laughs> was there a Mr. Asta? <laughs> but I think there's a Mr. Waitrose. Is there a Mr. Tesco? No. Surely not, no. <laughs> <laughs> but like, even like Louis Vuitton is based, I mean, he died like years and years and years and years ago, but that's still a family owned business. Yeah, um, I think. But they're like they're brands, long-standing brands that are built on the reputation of the person who started. And that's, and that's um, the trust. That's the trust. Yeah, Thomas Cook, Marks and Spencer. Yeah, we're we playing this game. <laughs> you could have a game of brand tennis. <laughs> that would be so funny. <sighs> Oh, I think there's something for the retreat there. A game of brand tennis. <laughs> Anybody that is, is the same age of me, Malik's Mallet, word association game, mustn't pause, mustn't hesitate. If you do, you get a bang on the head like this or like this. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> Other people will be listening to that going, oh, I know what she's on about. Yeah. So brand versus personal brand. However, you can have both if you want to. And that is something, like I say, we've started doing that for a couple of our clients, haven't we? We've got um, a recruitment client coming through. She's got a recruitment business. But because of what she wants to change in that industry, 
So she really wants to bring through her personal brand because she wants to leave a legacy. She wants to make a big mark in that industry. Mm. And on sort of like the conversations had with her leading up to her, you know, I've been working with her for quite a while, but she's stepping into this part now. That is because of the change that she wants to make. And I'm like, if you want to leave that legacy, let's put your name on it. And it's a bit like Beyonce, put a ring on it. Let's put a name on it. <laughs> let's go with it. Because that also, I think, that that gives, for me, it's an immediate trust. Mm. Because it's like I'm willing to stand behind this and what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Massively. 100%. Hugely. Yeah. yeah. So I think, so, I mean, really, there is... Personal brand is something that can either be like the fundamental foundation of your business or it can be something that is run alongside your alongside your business. And yeah. I think the most important thing is that you uh, show up outside of outside of that brand um, and share your experiences and your expertise with the world. And I mean, in terms of in terms of what that actually looks like and like the value, for example. So for me, as a brand designer, that looks like me sharing a my journey through brand design. But it also looks like me sharing how I balance my business with uh, small children at home. Like and the, and the things that that journey has taught me, because those are experiences that are personal to me and how I've how I've had the success that I have and how I've been able to build what I have and how I actually manage that on a day-to-day basis so if you have got like two social media accounts and you're thinking like what do I post on each of them the the personal one is who you are yeah how you build your business that's how I kind of like to differentiate it so the branded one is you when you're at work so I might post branding projects um that kind of thing or tips and things on my business one but my personal one is who I am while I build that business so it's, it's the behind the scenes. yeah exactly. yeah it's the behind the scenes it's the honest stuff it's what it's it's the bits that went into doing that in in your business I find when you've got a personal brand and this could be controversial I don't know if you'll agree with this or not when you've got a personal brand it's less sell Mm. you do sell and you do have information on there but I find the ratio is is slightly less it's more this is me this is what I want the world to be this is how I show up Mm. and this is what I offer but there's there's a proportion more of who you are rather than what you like when I say what you sell what I mean is like a selling element to it. When you've got a brand um, element, uh, a brand a brand business, I feel like it's, there's a lot more that the ratio is different. Yeah, and the the um, like the wording is different. So, like if yeah. I was going to post like and sell in brackets a branding package, for example, and I was going to put it on my business page, I'd probably put it very matter of factly on my business page, like this is open, this is the package, you can book it for this date and it's this much money. But if I was going to put it on my personal feed, I would probably talk about why that package lights me up 
yeah. personally and yeah. I might share it with some kind of behind the scenes of when I cre- like created the last one of me physically doing that and why it's exciting and the impact that my brand has made in my business and for other clients and and talk about it rather than sell it yeah and that's the connection mm. and it's a definitely a stronger connection mm. people buy from people people <laughs> that's what you need to know and that is how you can show up in your personal brand make it personal I don't think we can say it any more than that make it personal <laughs> what I've, I've just decided very randomly oh I've got a cup like that I had my smoothie in it this morning um I should have um sorry I've just for, for context um I'm drinking out of a Starbucks plastic cup um and actually I was in Starbucks this week I went and did some work there it was hilarious right I went into Starbucks on uh Monday I think to go and do some work and the one the one that I went into you go in and on the left hand side it's like a long and thin building and on the left hand side there's like a a bench seat that runs all around the wall with tables in front of it and there was literally a row of six people on their laptops so I was just like this is embarrassing <laughs> I just parked myself down on the end just like I look like an idiot <laughs> I my cup I've started to try and be a little bit more environmentally friendly and when I go you know I go for my swim every morning when I have a smoothie if I'm le- if I'm walking straight out rather than give me a plastic cup I want them to put it in that because it's reusable mm. not only am I helping the environment but I get at least another 25 to 30 mil of, of a smoothie because she fills it <laughs> you know they have pink sparkly ones if you go into Starbucks right okay where am I off to this weekend I'm definitely off to pink, the pink Starbucks to get a pink Starbucks mug so, Rosie, I have just decided we're going to add a new element to our one-to-ones when it's just us. Because we don't have the dessert question, don't worry. I'm not going to ask you to be creative or say anything like that. I just want to know, what's the best thing you've had this week? The best thing I've eaten this week? Yeah, we'll have that for us too, when it's just us. Uh, what right hold on when does the week start like since last week's podcast or literally like Monday Tuesday Wednesday we'll go Wednesday to Wednesday because that's when we record uh I had had a tie on the weekend um so we've got this really amazing tie place nearby um it's called Mr Wox and it's like dirt cheap but so good it doesn't put any like msgs in this food or anything it's so good and it's all freshly cooked and the portion sizes are massive and um, we went all out of it this weekend and i had a pad thai it does the most amazing like no other place ever crispy beef uh with steamed rice and these massive great big like spring rolls oh it was good can you can you um will, will mr wax travel like, if you ordered it, could you bring it with you? Because for the listeners, Rosie and I are having a sleepover this month. We're very excited. On the 22nd, we are meeting and we're going to have a full strategy day and together for where Rhubarb and Custard and some of the other bits that we're doing goes. But will Mr. Wax travel? Because you've just made me slavivate. Do you know what? It might. It might, because I do reheat it the next day. If there's a microwave at the other end, it will travel. So maybe that's what we can do. So it absolutely puts to shame what my best thing was this week. <laughs> but my best thing to eat this week, I went a bit retro, had a star bar. I had one the week before and I've just refound star bars. Another star bar. 
do you know what? They're so underused and underrated. Because if you haven't had a start with but peanut allergy alert, just putting it out there. If you have got a peanut allergy, you can't have one. But I had a star bar this week, I had one the other week, and I've got to say, I really, really enjoyed it. And I was just like, what am I gonna ask Rosie? That's like the if you were a dessert, what would you be? And I thought I'm gonna ask her what the best thing she's at this week. Do you know what? That you were just reminded me of something. So one of the best things in my kind of working life, I suppose. Uh, not one of the best things. What am I even saying? That's a ridiculous thing to say. Um, so years ago, one of my first, my first kind of full-time job when I left school was in a petrol station, right? Blam, I know. Um, and you know, when you like when you go into a shop, like into a petrol station or something, and you might buy a chocolate bar, you tend to just buy the same thing, don't you? you yeah. You buy what you like, you buy, you know. But I suddenly found myself working in this petrol station and like restocking the shelves and being like, do you know what? There's a lot of options. <laughs> the world opened up. Yeah. And I'd never like, because you're just, you're generally like in a bit of a rush. You don't stop and browse the chocolate. Do you? You generally, <laughs> She's going to fall off her chair. Because they're right by the tail. So you just kind of like, you just kind of grab and pay. You don't like, yeah, you impulse buy. You don't stop and read and go, oh, that looks quite nice. What's in that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, <laughs> I suddenly found myself like restocking all these different chocolate bars and being like, oh, that's quite interesting. Oh, what's that? So I spent, I don't know, I worked there for a couple of years, I suppose. I spent all of that time testing all these different chocolate bars. <laughs> like, it's like the cocktail shelf, isn't it? You go across the cocktail it. menu. <laughs> And the funny thing is, I also, my first job when I was about 14 was an ice cream shop. And obviously I did the exact same thing in the ice cream shop. <laughs> but that, to be fair, that was encouraged because I needed to be able to talk about the flavours. Um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely put on weight during well, Why did you ever leave that job? <laughs> why did you ever leave that job? <laughs> Look, you're in, it, you're you in know, an ice cream parlour and you're encouraged, to, you're, you're working in an ice cream parlour and you're encouraged to eat it. Sounds like a pretty good job to me. Yeah, you got a free, you got a free ice cream at the end of your shift as well. <laughs> so um, don't leave us all hanging on. What was the best one? Well, I mean, they were all good. I discovered uh, double deckers that I never probably would have tried if I hadn't. How did you eat a double decker? Um, oh my goodness! Please tell me, Rosie. How did you eat a double decker? How should I eat a double decker? Oh, <laughs> listeners, if you are listening, you know what I'm talking about. If you're part of a sassy crew, a double decker, you have to eat the top nugget off first. Then you go round and eat all the chocolate. Then you eat the biscuit. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> well, I'd one in a while, actually. Maybe I'll get one. <laughs> Even just like a Snickers. I'd never tried a Snickers before that. I mean, I'm like 19 years old at this point in my life. <laughs> Never tried a Snickers, maybe 18, I don't know. I'd never tried a Snickers before at that point. I'd never tried a Boost. I'd never tried a Star Bar. Like Boost and Star Bar, you could, uh, the Boost is the peanut allergy person's Star Bar because it's it's pretty much kind of the same, but it's biscuit, not peanut. But it tastes the same. Do you know what I did like though? A picnic, discovered a picnic. Oh, picnic, you're getting all the joy. You're getting all the joy in a picnic. I I, I lingered on the picnic for a few days. (laughs) Put 
puddings, please drop us a little DM with what your favourite chocolate bar is and why. Do you know what? My challenge to you, listening, go and choose a different one. This like next time you go to the shop and you get a chocolate bar, pick a different one that you've never had before. And send us a picture and tag us in it. <laughs> I quite like that. I'd like to see. I I now have visions of everybody walking into petrol stations holding up the queue because we're all looking at the chocolate going, oh. Oh, so much choice. There's a topic as well. That's one that I never would have. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. What about this is this is a firm favourite of mine and always ends up in a goodie bag, a goodie swag bag from Sass, And that is a Turkish delight. Oh, no. Oh, I love them. I don't like other Turkish delight wrapped like covered in flour, but a Turkish fries, Turkish delight. Oh, Oh, yeah, I'm feeling it. Definitely feeling it. Jay came home yesterday and he went, look what I've bought. And I was like, what have you got? And he went, Club Biscuits. Do you remember Club Biscuits? I've got some in the cupboard downstairs. But hold on. I was deeply disappointed when I realised what Club Biscuit he bought home. What's your favourite? I like the the gold ones. Is it the gold ones? He He bought the orange. Oh, yeah. I was like, what a waste. What a waste of an opportunity. The fruit really likes the orange ones. Well. Send them my way and I'll put them <laughs> on the So anyway, we've gone off on a complete tangent, but we've had fun and we hope you have too. That kind of brings us to the end of this week. But if you haven't pressed subscribe because you were too eager to listen to us today, please go back and do it. Please tag us in a picture. And if you want to know more about Sweet Retreat, which is happening in November, which means you can get a whole load of rhubarb and custard. And maybe, Rosie, I can't believe we haven't mentioned this. Please just quickly tell everybody what your mum bought you today. Oh, she brought she brought me an actual rhubarb and custard, like dessert, in a little pot. And it's rhubarb grown on her allotment. See? <laughs> when Rosie greeted me today, holding this little trifle dish up, going, look what I've got. <laughs> So all kudos to Rosie's mum. We are very grateful for you totally embracing rhubarb and custard and listening every week. Little shout out to you. Um, so Rosie, that is it for this week. It is. It is. I can't remember who's who we've got next week and I can't get into the spreadsheet to tell you. <laughs> so I think, I think it could be Lisa Johnson. I think it, at some point this month we have Lisa Johnson on the podcast. We do have Lisa Johnson on the podcast. So I think that's who it is next week, actually. So I will be away in space next week when we are recording that. So hopefully we will have a good connection and um, we will have a really good show. But as it is this week, it is goodbye from me, Rhubarb. And it's goodbye from me, Custard. Ta-ra, Bye.